<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time once again for the TB Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me this week, I have a new partner in crime, I guess, because it's a crime to have this much fun recording. Uh, <laughs> from the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, Jeff is joining me here on TB Toy Cast. Jeff, thanks for joining me, man. No problem. It is an honor. I'm uh, filling in for the time being. I'm kind of like when the Road Warrior split and Hawk went over to Japan and had, um, oh, who was the wrestler that was with him? Power Warrior. Power Kinsuke Warrior. Sasaki. Sasaki. Thank you. So I'm going to be Sasaki for, uh, for the time being, and then we'll uh, we'll see where Travis is at, and you got your Road Warrior partner back. But uh, I'm looking forward to going into all these toys that you guys talk about or haven't talked about. Dude, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think the, the thing I learned kind of in this time with all these different hosts is everyone's got different ways they collect. Everyone's got different things that kind of hit them in the feels, right? And and I and I've kind of come to the conclusion now because I'm sure you do this too, where there's times when you're like, I really want to buy this, but I need to buy this because I know it's a hot item. You know what I mean? Like, and now you mm -hmm. have that. What do I do? What do I do? But mm -hmm. I've learned. Um, I think it's best to just go with your gut, go with what you're enjoying, even if that's going to be worth money later. Collect what you want, have fun with it, and I think because otherwise, collecting becomes like an annoying thing right and this should ultimately be fun this should be our detox from real life this right. is the fun part of of our life of our existence yeah detoxing from dogs getting out or <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah my uh my dog uh like I, I want to like strangle her and then like <laughs> hug her at the same time you know what i mean i can't explain it it's just like you drive me freaking crazy, but then she just smiles at me and I'm like, I can't, I can't even be mad at you anymore. Like, welcome to the life of pets, man. Welcome to the dude, life of pets. Yeah. But, but you're hundred percent correct, man. It, it's supposed to be fun to go out and kind of detox from your current life situations, whatever may be going on. This is like therapy for us to yes. go to Target, to go to Walmart, to hopefully find whatever you're looking for, whether it's AEW Supremes, whether it's, Bret Hart Ultimates at Target or whatever it may be. Oh, oh no doubt. Uh, this is episode one on one. I forgot to mention that earlier. Our main event. This is a great one, Jeff. I threw this. I threw some choices at you, and you picked this, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> Saturday Night Live figures. They only had one wave. They were probably what the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, these were fun. They didn't hit real, you know, hard. I don't think. I don't think they were a huge success or anything. But I'm looking forward to diving into those in a little bit. This is gonna be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to us uh, and I'll just kind of a little quick blurb Saturday night live is one of those staples. It that's always been in your life. Yes. Wrestling sports and Saturday night live and Saturday night live goes through waves, you know, oh, yeah. it, it goes through the highest of highs with, you know, when they have the best uh, actors on or comedians on with the, whether it's Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, or you're at the lowest of lows when you're introducing new ones that aren't just really hitting right away. Yeah. So, but Saturday Night Live is always that staple that will always be there. And it just, 
you always look forward to seeing the clips. I, I usually kind of pull them up on YouTube the following day mm. to see if there was anything funny. Because uh, to be honest, I'm 44. I'm usually going to bed late or late on a Saturday <laughs> yeah. night. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm falling asleep on my couch by 8:30 on a Saturday when I really sure. shouldn't be. But anyways, Saturday Night Live is always one of those staples in my life, and I've always loved. Well, and what's funny is I remember my dad watched it a lot when I was younger. So I remembered a lot of those nineties sketches, you know, and mm-hmm. probably didn't have the same appreciation. There was some stuff that I enjoyed, but I remember, I think one of the first DVDs I ever remember owning was Saturday night live, the best of Chris Farley. Oh, that's an excellent one. And it's only like an hour long, but it's got so many sketches. It's so hilarious. And then just seeing how many times those people are breaking, like you'll see David Spade and, and Mike mm-hmm. Myers all kind of like trying to hide their laughter. Cause like they can't even look at him because no matter what the sketch was, he killed it. That was so funny. Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon was the notorious one for breaking all the time. Like every skit he's laughing every single oh, yeah. skit. Like um, the, the cowbell one uh, with, you know, you see, yeah, Jimmy, he's like, yeah. Cause he's like trying to get his line out and he can't even say it. He's, he's chewing on the drumstick. It's a hell of funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I, I remember there was a Jimmy Fallon one. I think when they were doing celebrity jeopardy with Will Ferrell and yeah, he, he couldn't even get through his lines on that either. So funny. Yeah. There's so many ones where he broke, like it was always him. And I can't remember. It was a shorter, dark hair, kind of a, a chubbier one. And I can't remember his name. Horatio Sands, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. He was really funny too. So those two would always get each other laughing. And so it always, it always led to some funny moments where the, uh, you had character breaks. Yeah, man. I think stuff like that's always fun. And like, I'll see on TikTok some of the, the current stuff and I'm like, man, this is funny. I don't, like you said, I don't stay up and watch it or anything, but it is kind of cool to see the clips and stuff. Yep, absolutely. But we'll go, we'll get into that here at the end of the show. Definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, so again, we, me and you will have to tr- probably try to find our footing with this show and try to figure out our, our rhythm and stuff like that. Cause I don't want to step on, I don't want to step on fully poseable toes. Obviously that's, if people don't know, Jeff, that's, that's your, that's your baby. Fully poseable has been going for several years now. You got you and Scott covering all things wrestling figures, which is coincidentally how me and you got acquainted. Right. Right. So right. It's been it's been cool, but I think it's also cool because now me and you can kind of take this different turn and we can, yeah, we can talk wrestling, but we can also talk other stuff. One thing I want to bring up, cause we were talking about it before we start recording Jada toys is doing this new street fighter toy line. Mm-hmm. They're starting to hit target and, and it's weird. Street fighters got a lot of different toys, but nothing's really hit to me like this. Right. Storm collectibles look amazing. They're very expensive. And you know, it's one of those things when I see like a hundred and, $15 figure. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Not buying it. You know, it's just, <laughs> right. Right. It just, it's out of most of our price ranges, but these are about 25. So, you know, relatively normal for, uh, for the time period. But, you know, I picked up the Ryu figure at a, a target the other day. I'm like, these things are amazing, dude. What, what were your thoughts when you saw these? You know, what grabbed me initially was the packaging. Cause the packaging is like, an, beautiful. it's like an arcade, but then you dive deeper past the packaging and you look at the figures and the figures are just spot on with Ken and Ryu to the first two that dropped street fighter. I loved back in the day. It was one of those, it was, <laughs> I talk about staples. It was one of those staples where it was had to head to seven 11, put your quarters up on the machine, play for as many hours as you can before you had to walk home. But when it, when they announced that it was coming on this uh, super Nintendo, Oh dude, I lost my mind. And then guess what happened? 
summer break we're up till 4 a.m playing street fighter so <laughs> when i saw oh, these jotted, and like you said there's been numerous street fighter toys in, in the past but these ones there's something special about these jada toys ones that really hits you in a different feel I, I can't explain it because we've seen so many but this one just really hits you in a different feel and Maybe it's the price point of 25 bucks and they look fantastic. That could be, but yeah. Oh man, I'm excited for it. I think it's great. And I think it's, it's interesting now because I think we're all so, there's so much out there, right? It's hard to find that budget, but like with these only coming out too initially, you're like, okay, I could probably, I could probably swing that. And yeah, but I, I think it's cool. You know, I think that's, what's fun about figures. Like I, like I was telling you before. Um, you got to find your enjoyment. You got to find your joy. You know, maybe there's other stuff out, but you're like, you know what? I want to buy this Ryu figure. It's awesome. You know, or, or whoever it might be. I think it's, I think it's cool. So, and the packaging, like you mentioned the arcade, it reminds me, remember that elite line? The, I was at retro fest. They did. It was the yes. GameStop line. Yep. That, that was the coolest packaging Mattel did in years. I thought, I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of want to pig, uh, not piggyback. I kind of want to go back a little bit. Dude, step on our toes all you want, man. <laughs> there's so many wrestling figures out there that, oh man, there's so many. And one thing Scott and I have loved, uh, when we were doing the Summer of Saiyan Dude Love last year on Fully Posable, I, what I love is I love hearing difference of opinions. You yeah. know, because Scott and I can, we, we kind of know where we're at. But when you hear a difference of opinion, like when we would have Jordan Cassad on or we had Mike the Cleaner on or we had you on or whatever it may be, everybody brings a difference of opinion. So even though Scott and I have talked about these toys till we're blue in the face, it's good to hear a difference of opinion of certain figures because it's like Scott and I are mint on card people. And somebody may come at it from a different angle of, man, but the body style was weird or, Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't open my figure. So tell me more about this body style being weird. You know, is it, is it like Remco body where it's either cut or fat? I mean, tell me what is different about this body? So that's what I love hearing about is difference of opinion. So as I say, man, always step on our toes, dude, because we don't view it that way. We always view it as a difference of opinion or a, a different look of a certain figure. And, and what's crazy is I think as we get older too, we start to see things differently. Like uh, me and you talked about again about this. I won't say who it was, but Jason Wolf has been dabbling in custom Galoob figures recently from the right. WCW line. And, you know, the Galoobs were great. You know, in fact, that was a big thing. You guys on the toys that made us kind of pointed out how you could have dream matches with your Hasbros. Now Sting can wrestle Hogan or team with Hogan or wrestle the undertaker. You were able to do that back then. The Galoobs were great. Like, if you look at them, they look fantastic, aside from maybe how Doom was. But for the most part, <laughs> the, the rest of them looked great. But I remember as a kid not liking them because the playability wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Like, Sting could kind of do the press slam. Arn could kind of do the spine buster. But it's like, these aren't as good. You can't really move them. Mm-hmm. Looking at them now as like a statue, it's like, these are fantastic, right? So it's, it's kind of, like you said, difference of opinion. It's right. kind of crazy now to look at him and be like, wow, I pre- like seeing Jason paint them. I'm like, because all the gloobs you see are scuffed up unless they're mint on card, right? Right. So it's like, man, seeing him paint these, I'm like, hmm, I wonder how it would look if he took the sting file and made him like Great American Bash sting. I wonder how that would look. I bet mm-hmm. you'd look really cool, you know, or, or yep. whatever it might be. So that's what I think is so cool about seeing how things are different, right? Difference of opinion, like Jason Wolf stuff. 
I can't ever stop talking about how, how much I love that stuff because everything he, do, he does just looks amazing. And I get when people can't collect everything because it, it's hard, but man, his stuff is awesome. It's excellent. It really is. Uh, regarding the Galoobs, that was one of those things that they were miniature LJNs to us. Yes. And we came from the era of LJNs where we had to use our imagination or get a little bit more creative on how to do a figure four leg lock with two mm-hmm. figures that are just rubber, you know, that have no movability or anything right. like we had to use our imagination, how to put together a match working around the pose. So when gl- these miniature Galoobs or miniature LJNs came out that were the Galoobs, we were like, oh, perfect. You know, we, this is what we grew up with. We can have our matches, you know, like it was second nature to us. But when you have someone that is so used to articulation, I completely understand. Like somebody's like, well, my Hasbro's move, they have an action, you know, why can't these move? So I get why people are, uh, the playability is not there where to us, the playability was always there for us. Oh, and, and I, trust me, I still did, but I think with the LJNs to me, it's like, they could still move a little, these mm-hmm. being that hard, like PVC plastic, there was like no movement. And I think that was kind of part of the thing, but, but yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy too. Like, the, like you said, articulation, like, that's that's such an interesting thing to me and it always will be because i know a lot of people are articulation's a huge deal but it's like most of the time though we're just posed if even if you're loose you're just posing it you know you're mm-hmm. not playing with it as much so that's one of those weird things where it's like how important is articulation right because that's such a weird thing sometimes because like when Super 7 did the NJPW figures, they only had one knee joint. And I know a lot of people were upset by that. I'm like, man, they're still pretty, you know, posable. So it's I, to me, it wasn't a huge deal. So it's interesting, like you said, differences of opinion with that. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, how much more articulation can we get? You know, I mean, are we going to start oh, yeah. having it where our fingers bend in two spots? And <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> there's probably some toy designer that's already tried that or is working on it right now, trying to get oh, yeah. more articulation to bend at the thumb or whatever it may be. So anyways. Well, and I've gotten a couple of the ultimate editions recently, and now they have the butterfly shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's like, really like you you can do almost anything with those figures i don't know i mean i'm sure a figure four would still be difficult to pull off but i think it's relatively possible with as much articulation as they have yeah i think i think people can do the sharpshooter with the ultimate bread hearts too yeah which is amazing right oh my god like that's just blows my mind every single time yeah so i i gotta i gotta go back to um to just in general what are what what are you collecting nowadays is there anything i know obviously you're a big Mattel fan, but mm-hmm. what, what's, what's got you, uh, what's got you going these days? Uh, today there's, it's very few things outside of wrestling. Uh, mainly it is wrestling. I don't collect Funkos anymore. I really had to pump the brakes on those had to stop big Dude, time. Tr- hey, I get it, man. Get it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Dude, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's the, here's what I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but here's, no, no, here's no, my thing with, with Funko and tell me if you agree with this. The best thing about Funko is the worst thing about Funko. And that is you can get anything. Yes. Literally anything. Yeah. But that's also the problem because then it never stops. Yeah. Because I remember I got into them when they announced the Bullet Club guys. I was like, oh, okay. If they're doing that, I got to get some of these. So I bought Ken from Street Fighter, oddly enough, and Arrow from the Green Arrow show that was on the CW at the time. 
And then I went and bought like uh, Macho Man, uh, B.A. Baracus from A Team, mm-hmm. Robin from Batman the Animated Series, and uh, Mitch Buchanan from Baywatch, <laughs> Zach Morris from Say by the Bell. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I could get anything. But then it's like, that's the problem. It's like, wow, why did I buy so many, like, you know, so many of these yep. that I didn't need? It, it's that's, I think, the best thing about them is the worst thing about them. It never stops. Yeah. Outside of wrestling, I'm looking for those Jada toys, Ken and Ryu. I will look at the DC figures, the Superman, the DC multi, the multiverse ones. Yes. I will look at them just in case there's something that Scott wants. And every single time you see those figures and you're just blown away, blown away by what McFarlane can do with those figures. They're so gorgeous. I, I still am a huge fan of those figures. Also the one figure that I'm so excited about, and it's funny too, because I, I haven't had this in a while and I'll ask you, but uh, I pre-ordered the Cliff Burton figure, former Metallica bassist who passed oh, away. The ultimate? The ultimate from Super 7. Nice. <laughs> I, pre-ord- I pre-ordered that. Scott texted me today and he goes, hey, by the way, the ultimate Cl- uh, Cliff Burton is going to be shipping in November. The wave of happiness to get that figure in November just... I don't know. It's like, again, we talk about that different feeling. I just got super giddy and excited when I saw that. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this figure. You know, super stoked. I can't wait to have this in my hands. You know, I'm so excited about that figure. And unfortunately, it's on a pre-order. I have to wait, you know, like everybody else does. But at the same time, or everybody else is doing with a lot of these third-party companies or smaller Mm -hmm. companies. But at the same time, like that happiness, that wave of emotion of happiness just came over me when I got that text message from Scott. So uh, that leads me to another question. First of all, yes, yeah, Super 7, the Cliff Burton is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they plan to make the other Metallica guys, but I hope so. That would be, um, so, I know he, you know, he left, obviously, well, he's no longer with us, but that would be really cool to me. It would, it would be awesome. Would love to see it. Um, but Cliff Burton is one of those, Man, he was such a great bassist, and I know this is yeah. <laughs> this isn't a music podcast, but uh, right, he was such an amazing bassist, and the stuff he was able to do with a bass was just absolutely amazing. And for you music buffs out there, you guys know what I'm talking about. And then the, to get a toy of Cliff Burton, who passed away, and I believe it was 1986, I believe or 87. Yeah, it was a while back. Um, it, just to get a toy of it is just it, that blows my mind nowadays. In 2023, I'm getting a Cliff Burton ultimate yeah, how, that that's just crazy how cool is that you know like that's that's awesome so yeah yep. that's really cool um you, you mentioned something i want to touch on the sure. pre-orders uh mm-hmm. everyone's kind of like i know a lot of people are upset like you the big thing is quit showing artwork we want to see figures you know and that's kind of a, a thing that's happening my opinion has been this and i would like to get your take on it mm-hmm. i don't mind waiting if the product is good. So power town, um, those obviously I'm sure you saw the figures fell apart, Mm -hmm. not good, but power towns like, okay, Hey, we're going to step back. We're going to push it back a little bit, but we're going to make it right. And we're going to make them good quality. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, realistically, I would rather that happen than spend the 45 or however much it was. It was a lot and have figures break. That's just me though. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are. No, I agree with you hundred percent. Um, I would, cause you know, what's going to happen if those figures would have hit people's doorsteps and the figures started breaking. Can you imagine all the tweets we would be seeing? 
Instead, Powertown corrected the right, uh, corrected the wrong, made it right, and now they're start. I, I believe they're starting to ship out right now, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's it's if it's not now, it's very very soon. Yeah, exactly. So I'm okay with that. I would rather have a quality product than not have. And instead of seeing my figures, and I was joking around on the show, fit my figures having leprosy. You know, just a right. an arm falling off or a nose or whatever. You know, it's like early day jacks. Remember those? Like I remember oh, I God. bought. I told the story before, but I bought Razor and Sean, the only two they had. And I was a little disappointed they didn't have Hasbro's anymore. But like, hey, new wrestling figures. This is fun. And Toys R Us at the time was probably about 30 minutes from where I live. But before we got home, both of them were missing a limb. I'm just like, <laughs> it's like just utter disappointment. You're like, Ugh, this sucks. <laughs> uh, I, Scott's talked about it before. The very first razor we got, um, his ass fell off. And Scott's wow. like, oh, great. Our razor Ramon's ass just fell off, you know. <laughs> but I think yeah. my I think my razor lost an arm and Sean lost a leg. So. Those joints yeah. were really, really loose. Those bone, those BCAs. I remember one of our figures, and I want to say it was Sean. The waist just kept spinning, like there was, yeah. like it was a broken clock, you know. Well, and what's funny is, you know, I had my original Brett all the way to the end because you know Brett left the company. They didn't make a lot of BCAs after that, mm-hmm. but you know, so I like I remember his figure was one of the worst ones quality wise because it was an early one. They mm-hmm. did get better, obviously, as time went on, but yeah, the, those first couple of waves were not great. No, no, they weren't. And I know I'm a little harsh on BCAs, but I, I don't mean to crap in anybody's cereal because that's what a lot of kids bro- uh, grew up with. Because sure. that, that was the attitude era. That was the height of Stone Cold, you know? So a lot of kids back in the 90s, late 90s, have so much nostalgia for those BCAs. But when you're 16, 17, and you, know, you grew up with LJNs and Hasbros and Galoobs, and you get these and you're like, huh what the hell is this yeah oh yeah that's the thing is the first time i saw them so like i'll i've told this before i remember the first time i saw hasbros it was from a distance but i see that bright blue card right right i'm like whoa and that iconic wwf logo it's from a distance i run up to it and it's macho man i'm like i have to have this this is the coolest thing ever the fact that it was not at all like the ljns didn't even bother me because i was like these are amazing Mm-hmm. When I first saw the BCAs, I was like, "What is this?" Like, you know, see, and that, that was my honest reaction because, you know, yeah, I was happy to see wrestling figures again because it had been a little bit at that point. But I'm like, "What is this? This sucks!" <laughs> and I was like, "I want, you know, Hasbro." I didn't even know what they were called, but I want Hasbro's again. You know, so yeah. it was definitely it was definitely a, a hard pill to swallow, to say the least. You know, it's you know, you want to talk about a, a fun memory. And this, a lot of people will have this memory too. I remember our dad took us down to Toys R Us. Hey, we're Toys R Us. They had all of series one Hasbros. And like you saw the blue card, you know, our little feet are shuffling up to the aisle. We grab all of them. You know, hey, they're smash, you know, blah, blah, blah. The best feeling in the world is you're holding that bag on your lap all the way home. So you have the, the blue card Hasbros inside a toys r us bag and that plastic bag and that writing of toys r us on the bag that's a nostalgia feeling you'll never get back but that's something you look back on you're like that was a happy time you know because oh yeah you have all your hasbros and you have that toys r us bag and it's just a happy memory you know you get you you smile every time you think about something like that 
Well, I don't know if you ever had this thought, but man, there's part of me that thinks like if I ever discovered like a time machine, I'm not going to the future. I'm going to like 1990. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like I'm going back to find Hasbro's at, or mm-hmm. maybe 85 to find LJNs. Like it, it's because and because that's such a happy time for us. It was such a happy memory. Like I'll never forget the the point of parking the car to walking to the front door of Toys R Us. Like, how cool was that? Like, that was the best moment ever, right? Because you just knew, like, you're going to find something fun. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And you you walk in and you're hoping that there's Hasbros on the pegs. You're hoping that there's Galoobs or you're hoping whatever it may be that you're looking for. You're shuffling to that certain aisle that you know where they're at. And you're shuffling as fast as you can. You can't run through the store. You want to, but your parents are like, hey, you know, don't run. Slow down, you, know? <laughs> slow, slow down, you little jerks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you would you shuffle to that aisle. It brings back such a, like a happy endorphin that just, you know, oh, you're yeah. thinking back, you're like, man, that was so much fun. You know, Scott and I would fight over toys, but at the same time, you know, him and I are like shuffling side by side, you know, locked in arm trying to find wrestling figures. Well, it's funny you brought up Galoobs, and we were talking about them earlier. I remember being at Toys R Us as a kid and seeing the entire Galoob line mm-hmm. uh, the first time, and I was just like, whoa, this is a funny story that you'll appreciate. So I was like, oh, I have to have these. So I got that night Sting. Obviously, got to get Sting. Right. I got Doom, the two-pack of Doom, which was awesome. That was another thing about the Galoobs. I don't think we touched on this much. All of them, I think almost every one of them came in a two-pack, right? I know the Steiners were in a two-pack. Sting and Luger. Sting and Luger, Doom, uh, Garvin Fla- and Hayes, but that was in the UK. Flair and Anderson, I believe, as well. Right. Now you're kind of jogging a memory. Uh, Scott would know better because Scott picked them all up at KB Toys. And I, again, mentioned this before. I remember Scott running up the stairs like a gazelle. <laughs> you know, leaping, leaping. Yeah. And he's all, I got WCW figures. And it's cool because I was watching WCW. It was a Saturday yeah. afternoon. And Scott, I turned my head to the left and here's Scott with a huge KB toys bag full of galoobs. And he just, again, it kills me nowadays. But thinking back, it was like, that's a great feeling. Scott turns the bag upside down and they're just crashing down next to you. And you're like, I, I got to rip them open now. <laughs> yeah. But um, oh, man. I, I kind of remember some single cards. I just, I, like I want to say, Barry Windham was on a single card, and well, it, well, I think they they actually put everyone on a single, but then they did a lot of them as two packs. They did, yes. Which I thought, like, what a great idea. So, I, like I said, I remember that night I bought Sting, and then I got Doom. I must have had some some money for some reason because I also got the WCW ring. Oh, nice! Which that Galoob ring was fantastic. Here's where the story gets funny. So my dad puts all the stickers on it, you know, and because at those days they all had the sticker on the mat of the sides. And, and I think that one even had a ring bell and it had the cage. It was a great ring. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. He goes to the bathroom, comes back through and steps through it accidentally and just absolutely destroys it. Oh, no. Uh, and, yeah. And so like every, every now and then I'll, I'll uh, I got the other day I, we were eating dinner and I pulled it up on eBay and I'm like, you remember that ring you stepped through? Look what that's going for now. He's like, huh, I'll be dang. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Wait, did they take you back to Toys R Us the next day to get another one? Well, so that again was what's funny about that. He uh, again, I'm a kid. They're closed. Right. It's, right. Toys R Us is in the next town. It's 30 minutes away. And I'm like, I want a new ring now. And he's like, I'll buy you one tomorrow. He stops by Toys R Us while he's working. They don't have any more. 
so oh. he bought me the Steiner Brothers, which I think is a, a fair. It's a fair trade, tra- yeah, a fair trade. But I was just like, you know, that I was like, I really want the ring. But then he was like, Well, I can take these back. I'm like, No, okay, I do want those. And then for a birthday, <laughs> sometime later, I actually got the ring again. So I don't have it now, unfortunately, but I did at the time. Did you ever use the Hasbro ring for your Galoobs? I think that I did actually, because the Galoob ring was actually. I don't remember the ring being very good, but like they tried, like it had the cage. I think it had the ring bell. Then it had like a turnbuckle launcher, which was, you know, a little hokey, but it was kind of fun as a kid. So right, it had right. some so, fun elements to it. Yeah. It had a good little gimmick to it. Yeah. So I remember I, I was not a big fan of the Galoob ring. So I would always use the Hasbro ring for my Galoobs um, hmm. because it just felt like, it, I don't know. There was something about that Hasbro ring with the size of those figures that just felt right. So yeah. I would use the Galoobs in the in that ring instead of using the Galoob ring itself. I remember I really liked that the Galoob ring had like the WCW ropes where they were like I think like black, gold, and blue maybe or something. They that I remember that was kind of fun, but the ring itself was not very good if I remember right. Again, yeah. it's been a long time. Yeah, exactly, but, exactly. But definitely cool stuff. Um, another thing I want to touch on because we haven't talked about this: um, Asylum All Stars. This this line is awesome. It's kind of Remco esque, superstars esque, and you know they they're doing the Road Warriors, Buff Bagwell, Scott Norton, Earl Hebner. But they announced coming up in Series Two, they're going to do an Eddie Guerrero, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun, you know, Eddie Guerrero. But not only that, it's going to have a second head in Soft Goods where you can make it Black Tiger. Mm-hmm. That's a home run to me. Like, what what were your thoughts when they when they announced that? Like you, home run. Um, you got me with Eddie Guerrero in a Remco style. Right. I mean, that's the figure we never knew we needed. It, exactly. There's something about Remco style bodies, even though they were on market. I don't know if they would hold up today. I mean, we do have the old school original He-Man figures, but you see quite a few of those. But mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, but no, it was a home run. It absolutely. It was a home run. The the first series I thought was great. I had to pump the brakes a little bit because I had to get the road wires, but you know, I really had to pump the brakes because I couldn't afford all of them. You know, I really, I really had to stop myself to get of uh, getting Norton and Bagwell. I could only afford the Road Warriors at the time. Um, but for seeing Series Two, seeing Eddie Guerrero, that blew my mind. And then when you see that they're adding that second head, oh Lord, you're, <laughs> man, oh, it's, stop. It's so cool to do a two and one, though. I think exactly. Stop selling. You've already hit gold. Come on now, <laughs> you know. Well, and what's funny is I was kind of hope, and I don't know that the version of Eddie they're doing, I'm hoping for like 97 Eddie, because mm-hmm. that's, and, and if they're going to do the, the black tiger, like Cape and stuff, I'm like, man, you know how cool that would be if they had like the Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler t-shirt. Cause that, <laughs> cause I remember like that was in like revenge, the game and everything. It was like, it was such a funny shirt because it was like, I had heard that they made that at a mall. And it was kind of like a joke, but like it kind of took off. And it was right. such a goofy shirt. Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> like amazing. So if they could, I don't know licensing wise if they could do that, but I think that'd be cool if they if they put that shirt on him in that figure. Yeah, just a huge fan of these figures in general. I mean, between the superstars figures, which it's a little rough at retail right now with those figures. Yeah. Um, we're not getting them as frequently as we were hoping. Well, and then like all of a sudden, then they replenish all the old ones and we're like, everyone's ready for the new wave, you know? And I think that's when that happens, it feels like 
great. We're not going to see series four now. Mm-hmm. And when you go onto the wrestling figs message boards, the top two topics that are always asked to Steve Ozer is one, uh, the, what's the uh, LJN? Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Coliseum collection. The Coliseum collection. And two is the Remco style figures, the WWE Remco style figures, superstar figures. Those are always the top two. And a lot of people are getting frustrated because they're not finding them at Walmart right now. And yeah, they're getting, the frustration is real with those because like I, I want those so bad. The other thing that's frustrating is my Walmart um, pre-orders keep getting cut off. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, next thing I, I mean, it's cool having the money back in your account. It's like, Oh, cool. I got money back. But at the same time, you're like, crap, I'd rather have the figures than have the money back. It's one of those things too, where it's like, okay, they canceled my pre-orders. Where are they? You know, cause I, mm-hmm. I pre-ordered that Hogan and Piper as well. And like hoping those don't get canceled. It's, it's one of those. And like, at, you know, at WrestleMania, obviously you were there. They showed a ton of new concepts like Vader, Captain Lou, Bam Bam Bigelow, Mr. Perfect. I'm like, oh man, like this is awesome. And then they tease like, you know, possibly Sheik and, and some mm-hmm. others. I'm like, man, that that's killer. But you know, like you said, if we can't find them at retail, that kind of <laughs> kind of puts the brakes on it a little bit. It kind of craps in our cereal. <laughs> it, well, and you know, I know with the Masters of the WWE Universe, that was such an interesting line because the first wave comes and it does okay. The second wave seems like it sits on the pegs forever. Mm-hmm. I literally never saw Wave Three at retail. Wave was ra- Wave Three was was that, that the Bret like, Hart? It was like the New Day and Undertaker and someone else had to order those off Macari. I know what you mean. Yeah. And so like had a hard time finding them Wave four. I found one time, never saw them again. And it's like, what is going on? And then like the next couple waves set again for ever. And then like the last wave, like the Bret Hart, well, not the last wave, but the Bret Hart wave near the end, mm-hmm. never saw it. So it's yep. like how, if the problem is an exclusive line, then like you need to figure something out because that's like, you, it's, it's hard on the collectors. Cause we can't, like now, I think that Bret Hart goes for big money on on eBay and stuff. If I if I if I remember correctly, it's kind of come down in price a little bit, but it, it's still up there in price. But like you said, it's frustrating if you're going to do something exclusive, you know, make it accessible to us, you know, so we know to yeah. hit up our WalMarts instead of just continuing hitting up our WalMarts and seeing the same stuff and never seeing that. I mean, the same thing happened with the retros. Yeah. Uh, what series was it series five and six or something like that that we never saw the sh- yeah but then like how long did those Seamus, sean michaels, Shawn michaels jericho, and jericho yep oh, oh those were forever yeah like i travis will occasionally always make me laugh he goes somewhere there's a target that still has a dean ambrose because <laughs> 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 those said forever but it's like we never even saw like the last two or three waves it's yeah i don't know it was it was a weird thing and and I think, you know, with Mattel creations, I will say like, that's been to me a blessing because we're still able to get them. It's, it's not really been too difficult to, to order yep. coming a, a quick little easy four pack. Like, okay, cool. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. easy and done. Yep, exactly. And they have exclusives on there, like Logan Paul, Cody Rhodes, Yep. you know, so th- we're getting our ultimates too. So uh, no holds barred. That, no well, I think that was bar- SDC sdcc exclusive but still yeah exactly yeah fun stuff so uh you you mentioned mostly wrestling is there anything besides street fire that's kind of got you 
get you excited when you see it. I know you mentioned DC McFarlane, but I mean, I know like for years you've been telling me how much you like those figures. You're not really a DC comics guy, but you're like, man, those figures are amazing. They blow me away every single time. I look at those for Scott, seeing if Scott needs anything. That's mainly the only reason I go to see him. But every, every single time I see him, it's just, you sit back and you're like, man, McFarlane is just killing it on these. These are just beautiful, you know, but again, my money is allocated to wrestling. My money is allocated to the random Cliff Burton ultimates that are coming out. Yeah. Uh, my money's jazz wares. My money is allocated to the Supreme figures only. There's something about that main line that just isn't hidden. And it's not a, it's not quote unquote, a hot take. It's just a personal opinion where it's not hitting. There's something about them that you kind of hoped that they would have gotten better over the past three years. And it, you can kind of see a little bit of an improvement, but it's still not there. If that makes sense. It, well, it, it's like FTR has their initial figures like eh, a little rough. Maybe the next ones will be better. And they're not, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, okay, the Supremes are great. I, I don't think anyone can argue them. The price is, is steep, obviously, but it's also, most of those are like a two in one as well. Exactly. So it's like, okay, well, that's kind of cool. Like I liked it. You know, Cody's got two different costumes. Kenny's got two different costumes. Uh, Britt Baker almost had like promo gear, ring gear. I thought that was super cool. That line's incredible. Yeah. The Malachi Black, uh, I'm still looking for that one, but every picture I've seen, it blows you away. And if, oh, yeah. If you have it in hand, you're like, well, okay, this is figure of the year, hands sure. down. Because it's, it's like so five, five heads, right? I mean, it's insane. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. But, <laughs> Uh, they're beautiful. The Supreme figures, they're hitting a, a home run. In fact, my uh, one of my friends just got the Penta and Phoenix. Ooh, and, nice. oh, those figures. He he posed them and all that stuff. I was like, hey, what are they doing out of the package? How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> but, put those back in. You know? Put those back in, Norm. Don't you ever do that again. Uh, but, no, he was posing them with the jackets on and the headdresses and, oh, beautiful figures. So, uh, kudos to them on the Supreme figures, but that main that main line itself is just a little rough and I hope those improve here shortly. Well, Jeremy put out a tweet just a few days ago that um we should be seeing some stuff soon. And I, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, hopefully cuz I feel like with AEW and I don't know if you feel this way, it's like it goes a while before we hear anything. But I know as we record this, Double or Nothing is happening, I think Sunday. Sunday, right. So Saturday, we should see some some stuff. I I would imagine. Anyway. Yeah, Friday and Saturday, we're going to be seeing some reveals. So this will be old news. People are like, what the hell are they talking about? They just <laughs> they just sounds all this great stuff. <laughs> hey, this was recorded on May twenty fifth. Let just want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will not eat our words. <laughs> <laughs> you should start the show. Welcome to the TV Toycast, recorded on May twenty fifth. Yes, yes, we are dating ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I think I think the Jazzwares line too. I think part of it was because it was everyone was so excited for another wrestling figure at retail mm-hmm. that it was a huge thing. And then like the lines weren't bad, the figures weren't bad, but they didn't really get better. And then you know, I, I think my target still has multiple like of the Eddie Kingston's and Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. And and again, I don't think they're terrible. I just don't think they're as as good as they could be. And yeah. I think that's I think that's the issue. And I said this on fully opposable, but I'm not comparing them to Mattel. I know that they're their own company, so I'm viewing it as a different company. But when you look at them, you're like, do I really want to drop the $22 on these? You know, yeah. where if you see a Mattel ultimate figure like a Bret Hart, you're like, oh God, I need that. The AJ Styles, I was like, I need that. You know, I have Razor, right? Like, razor, exactly. Razor. 
Oh, dude, exactly. Same exact thing. Razor made that. But something about these figures, it's just not there just yet. And I hope they do improve. I, you know, I think they're under new ownership, if I'm not mistaken. I have heard that they're going to start our ROH line. That's been a rumor. That's been the rumor. Yeah. I'm hoping that gets announced because I think that would be sick. I would love to see you know, like, hey, do a Samoa Joe, but then do a retro, like, ROH Samoa Joe from, like, 2004 or five. I think that would be insane if they pulled something like that off. Where he had his matches against Kenta? Yeah. Oh, you know, like, yeah. give me, like, it's because, you know, he kind of wears the shorts now, but give me, like, the, the old, like, the long biker trunks. Like, I think that'd be cool. CM Punk seems like he's back on good terms, so get him, like, in the ROH look. I think that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Danielson. I mean, like a, a lot of those, Claudio. I mean, there's so many that they could do. And Briscoe's. even if they were able, yeah, Briscoe's. Oh my gosh. Like, I, I think to me, like, they, they need like figures of then and then now. I think that would be amazing. A lot of those guys, would be, it would be really fun. Yeah. Figures Toys Company has already done Briscoe's, but we would like to see an updated version or a retro version of back to yes. 2004, 2005 era. Yes, definitely. And, you know, with the Briscoes, their looks changed a lot, you know, from Jay doing a, a bald head to the dreads, you know, it, it kind of changed over the years. So I think it would be cool. And, you know, I felt like Jazzwares did a good job by Brody Lee. So mm-hmm. I think it, with Jay Briscoe passing, I think it'd be cool to, to, to see him honored in the same way. Yeah, absolutely. A nice little two pack, like a retro or a, kind of like a tribute two pack to him and Mark or something like that. I think, yeah, I think that'd be really fun. Um, I got to ask this. This is something that I'm sure that is going to have to come up. G.I. Joe. Where are you standing with G.I. Joe these days, man? Man, I really had to pump the brakes on those. Yeah, I really did. I, um, I have to. I, I, and it's not because they're not putting out good product. The classifieds are still they're fantastic, but it got to be a little bit too much. And I think I got <laughs> I think I got kind of caught up in Scott's wave. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we all you know, do that. Scott was talking about how great these are. So I started buying them and I'm like, man, look how great these are. Then I'm like, I I didn't, didn't you say at one point that we, we kind of bullied you into buying Destro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Scott actually got me pimp Destro. It was like, (laughs) nice. Hey, he's I'm getting you pimp Destro. I was like, all right, I guess I'm getting pimp Destro, you know? (laughs) Um, No, they're, they're great figures, but really had to pump the brakes really did. And that's another thing is, we've got inflation going on and I hate to bring yeah. real life into it, but the fact of the matter is, is like groceries are going up, you know, bills are going up expenses like gas and electricity mm-hmm. and all that stuff's going up. And you're just like, okay, I've got yeah. to start making cuts. Classifieds are not high on my list. So they're yeah. part of the cuts. And I think that's the, uh, that's the hard thing because I'm sure, you know, much like me, it's like, like oh, I want to collect Masters of the Universe. I want to collect G.I. Joe. I want to collect wrestling. I want to collect transport. I mean, but it's like, okay, but we can't get everything, right? Right. Like, I, I look back at some of my collections as a kid. I was talking to my friend Daniel Cross from the, the Rumble Wheel podcast about this. Great show. I was like, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I the, the thing that we have talked about before is like, yeah, my, my Ninja Turtle collection wasn't huge. I wonder why I didn't have more. Well, probably because I was buying these and I was buying the, you know what I mean? Like, had I focused on that, it would have probably been a bigger collection, but like, oh, I'd see Power Rangers. Oh, I would see, you know, X-Men or whatever. Oh, I want to get those. I want to get those. And and so 
that is we're kind of in the same wave right now because if you were just saying hey i just want to collect mattel elites you could probably do that but mm -hmm. and there's superstars then there's retros then there, there's so much other stuff so it's really hard to just stick to one thing but that's ultimately usually the best way to collect because there's so much out there it's funny you mentioned that um it took everything in me not to collect all of the super seven ultimate animaniacs and red and stibby dude those are great they're fantastic every time i see them i've all i don't kick myself because i know i don't have the money to get them yeah. but at the same time i'm like man i want those i'm hoping i'd play that waiting game of one day just happen to stumble upon them and for 40 bucks each instead of 55 or something like that you know yeah. um it took everything in me not to get those figures those figures were fantastic all the Animaniacs. And th that was the other bad thing is there's five a Animaniacs. They put out Pinky and the Brain, Wacko, oh, that's Yak right. Wacko, Yakko, and uh, uh, Dot. And then they put out the Red and Stimpy. And I'm like, crap, that's seven figures at 55 bucks a piece. I can't, I, I just can't, you know, that's when I really had to reel myself back in, but it killed me to do. In fact, it's funny. Uh, I guess there was this like out in front of a comic shop my buddy went to last Sunday for Mother's Day, go figure, <laughs> uh, or two Sundays ago, whatever it was. He went to a comic shop and they were doing kind of like a, I don't want to say a mini flea market, but a mini kind of swap meet. They had all the yeah, yeah. collect, all the sellers and buyers and all that. It was like, it's almost like a mini con out in front of this comic shop. But anyways, he said he went there and he said they had the Ren and Stimpy. And I said, how much were they? He goes 55. I was like, okay, pass. And yeah. he goes, they also have a couple of the animaniacs, just pinky in the brain. I was like, how much? He goes 55. I was like, pass. I just can't do it. You know, I was hoping I would say like 40 or 45. I'd be like, deal, you know, put, you know, I'll, I'll Venmo you the money now. But yeah, when I hear that $55 price point, I'm just like, I've got to pass. Just can't do it. You know, money's being allocated other way, other areas. It's a lot. And I, and I think with, with super seven, like I could see, like with some of those being like, okay, I can pull this off. Like, I mean, I don't have to tell you, you're a Simpsons guy, right? Those Simpsons right. Super 7 figures are great. They made a bunch of them, you know? So again, it's like ooh, four, five figures a wave. Like, eesh, you know, I think they're in like three or four waves now. Yep. Like they did a Kang and Kodos. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But like 75 bucks for those, you know, it's yep. insane. Yeah. Same so. with Duff. Same with Duff, man. Duff, man was a hard one. I had to reel myself in. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Every part of me wants that Duff man. Every part of me wants that Homer and a Moo Moo. You know, oh, every know. and he crusty has... with the bathrobe. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And the best part about the Homer with the Moo Moo is he had that little pecking. <laughs> the thing why? That why? Yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> it came All because he didn't want to do morning calisthenics. <laughs> Oh yeah. So I, yes, had to real, uh, had to real, real myself back in on that one. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with figure collecting, right? Like I know I was talking with Travis, uh, you know, about the situation with my dog. If people don't know, I'll just go and throw it out here. My dog got out of my backyard the other day, uh, busted through the fence and I get a random call at work from a number. I don't know saying, Hey, your dog just broke my window. And I'm like, Oh boy, that's what you want to hear. <laughs> uh, my mom was at my house oddly enough my mom went to my house my dog was inside she let her go to the bathroom and she'll do that sometimes and she escaped through a hole that we thought was fixed it was not fixed well enough apparently ran and within a couple of minutes uh she saw other dogs inside wanted to play jumped up on the window and it broke i'm like 
okay, I'll get your window fixed. I was talking with, you know, with Travis and, you know, he had an air conditioner crater on him and he was telling me how much that's going to cost. Obviously we're, you know, hitting the summer months, right? The air conditioner matters. We all know that. And he's just yep. like, tell me how much I was like, Oh dude, that sucks. Like in comparison to what I have to pay, it's, it's a, it's a fraction for me. He has a, a major, major bill to get his air conditioner fixed. And I'm, he's like, well, I guess we'll just have to say, you know, less figures for now. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, <laughs> don't be talking crazy, man. You know, don't you throw your negativity on me? <laughs> but, but I mean, it's, it's like, that's adulting, man. I'm like, oh, that's, uh, I don't want to hear that. That's terrible. Like, I don't want to be buying windows when I could be buying action figures. Yeah. It's horrible. But yeah, it's the I, truth sometimes. Like you said, it's everything's expensive now. Exactly. And as I also mentioned, it's the life of pets, man. You, yeah. One day, as you said earlier, one day you want to just scream at them, and then the next day you want to just give them a hug and go, Oh, I know. You bastard. I love you. And you, you know, you give them one huge hug and then they're sitting next to you with their, their head on your lap and your pet. And you're like, okay, I love you. Yeah, well, and that, and that's the thing is um, like, you know, part of me is thinking like, maybe I need to give her away. Maybe she's not, you know, I don't have any other pets. Maybe like she just is lonely. And so we try to let her play with my sister's dogs or my mom's dogs, but that's not every day, obviously. And so I'm thinking like, am I, Am I doing the wrong thing? You know what I mean? You second guess everything. I'm like, am I doing the wrong thing by keeping her? But she's so attached to me now. Like, she, I feel like she would be so like, it, it's a weird thing to think about because it's an animal, but it's like, what is going through her mind? If like, I just gave her away, you know, like mm -hmm. how would she, you know, and she would adapt. She would make a new family very happy because she's such a, a sweet dog, but man, that's like tough stuff. It kind of hits you in the heart when you oh, yeah, start thinking about stuff like that. A hundred percent, man. And the, the animal has that unconditional love for you. Yes. And like Cookie does for you, she has that unconditional love. And for you to give her away would just break her heart. And, 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 and that's that's part of that unconditional love that she has for you. You're not doing wrong by her, man. You just it's one of those things like animals just find that one little crevice, just find that one little hole, just find that yeah. air conditioner or whatever it may be there. It, it does happen. It's all part of owning a pet. You know, they are little kids, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. we were, we weren't perfect kids and we costed our parents hell of money, dude. So, <laughs> yeah, well, and, and that's, and that's the thing is I, I heard a guy one time say this and I was like, wow, I never thought about it, but that's so true. But he was telling a story about having a family member, who, you know, had stolen money and was into drugs and things like that. And he goes, and that's why I love dogs because a dog will never betray you. And I was like, mm -hmm. wow. Like when you put it, but you put it in perspective, you know, you leave a dog all day while you're at work, you come home, they're not mad. They're happy to see you, you know, yep. they're just excited. And it's like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Yep. <laughs> it really is. It's just nuts. Yep. hundred percent. I know, man. I know. Don't give her away. Please don't, man. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm going to keep her. I'm just trying to reevaluate my game plan as to how to <laughs> maintain control of this thing. Fort She's Knox like, it, dude. Fort Knox dude, it. Dude, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm going to turn my backyard into Alcatraz. I want to figure something out. But, I, you know, again, a lot of that was just uh, things happened. We thought the fence was fixed and, you know. She's a very, you know, she's a pit bull and she's very strong and she's muscled up and actually a funny story i don't know if i've ever told you this i took her for her checkup this has been a little bit at the vet and of course she's just stoked because hey i get to ride in a car and i get to go places and she's just smiling like crazy 
And so the vet comes in, she's just like, <laughs> like, you know, just wanting to jump on her and stuff. And she's trying to calm her down. So the vet leans over to give her a shot. And I don't know if it was the shot or just her getting excited, but my dog straight jumped up and hit her, hit the vet right in the chin with the top of her head. Uh-oh. It looked like a Mike Tyson uppercut. I was like, oh my God, she just knocked her out. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dogs are so strong and they're so, and she's so fast that it was so quick. It was just like, boom and i was like oh and she just kind of i could tell she had that like slightly dazed look and i'm like yep are you okay yeah i'm fine and i'm like yep (laughs) i was like i was like oh my god like what am i gonna do if she knocks out the doctor (laughs) yeah but that's but again that's what's funny about pets is they're just they're entertaining man you know yeah 100 percent, man like you said you can love them and hate them all in one moment oh ain't that the truth yeah it's no that went all too well (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it really, really is. But yeah, she's a good dog. She's just a she's just a spaz ball. Yep, that's all part of life. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of dogs, Simpsons had uh, Ultimates. Simpson Ultimates for Super Seven. They had uh, the dog. Remember the cool dog that had the sunglasses and the backwards hat? Poochie, right? Poochie. They made Poochie. That was so weird. I was like, wow, that's a really deep cut for like so early in the line. Exactly. You know? but, it was, but it was a fun one too. Oh, for you diehard Simpsons fans, I can I can tell you, you guys were all over that one. I wanted to be all over that one. But again, as we've talked about numerous times, you kind of have to reel yourself in. Yeah, but I think they even made a Ralph Wiggum and he had the uh, I Choo Choo Choose You Valentine. Choo-choo, yep, sure did. I'm like ridiculous, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like so insane. But yeah, like like Super 7 is great. I, I haven't dove too deep into that just because I've got a few of the Ninja Turtles, but mm-hmm that's really about it but it's like man and i and i have a local vintage store that sells a lot of super seven i saw the gi joes the other day mm-hmm. and i'm like ooh, like that's that cobra commander is insane like it looks so good and mm-hmm. but like you said you know i think he's i think he's got a mark 50 but it's like ooh, you know that's a <laughs> lot you know it's, and uh, yeah and, and toys are going up and that's another thing i want to touch on before we before we dive into our main event here um prices are going up with action figures i remember and i've told this story before but i remember when mattel announced 2010 when they were right before 2010 when they were they were taking over you know the wwe line they were announcing elite figures and you know they were kind of like these are going to be the best wrestling figures ever soft goods accessories the whole deal undertaker will have his hat Undertaker will have his have his coat edge will have his coat because that was kind of rare back then right jacks didn't do that a lot mm-hmm. um and so we were all like man this is awesome because yeah, but these are going to be twenty dollars a figure, and I remember thinking at that time there is no way that will work. No one's going to pay that much. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure, like you, we pay attention. I start seeing these figures like disappearing. They're they're moving. People were paying it, and now prices are going up again. Is it because people pay it? I don't like. What are your thoughts on these ever increasing prices of action figures? I hate to say that increasing prices is the norm across the board, but it is true. Um, yeah. The tough thing is the one I don't understand is Marvel Legends. Marvel yeah. Legends keeps up in their prices and up in their prices, and they're taking away. I, I, again, I don't know much about Marvel Legends, but I've heard that they're taking away build a figures that are in the. Oh, pack, I didn't know that. Or that, or they cut down on parts or accessories or something like that. Again, I don't know much about Marvel Legends but they're taking away from and up in the price here. Wrestling figures were 20 bucks for what? 12 years. 
a long time. Up until so, probably what, 2021? 2021, 2022. So the fact that they only went up $2, $3 in 12 years, that's pretty good. Especially yeah. with, it seems like every year, it seems like everything goes up. You go to your grocery store. I remember when I was first living on my own, the groceries were 70 bucks, you know, every yeah. two weeks. Now I'm paying 110 bucks every week, you know, something like that, you know? Yeah. So it's all a part of life of the inflation. I hate to say it, but that's kind of the world we live in. So when I hear wrestling figures are going up, when I hear Marvel legends are going up, it's kind of like you hear it and you're like, oh, of course they are. And you just kind of move about your day. You're like, of course it is. You can't let the frustration get to you because it's all a part of collecting. That's what it is. And it's all a part of life. And I was big into Marvel Legends there for for a little bit, but I also got to a point where I felt like I kind of had everyone I wanted mm-hmm. in, in a way because Marvel is going to be different than wrestling, right? Because in wrestling, the the great thing about I would think about being a you know a Mattel employee is that there are always always going to be new wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll have your your legends that are always going to make you the money, the Warriors, the Macho Man's, the Bret Hart's, etc. But there's always going to be new guys debuting. And so like when Solo Sokoa's first figure comes out, that's going to be huge. Or like, you know, when they just signed a new, someone told me that there's a rumor that the SDCC exclusive this year is going to be a celebrity two pack. So Scott has, Scott saw a picture and I told him, I was like, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. (laughs) I said, I don't want to know. I want to be surprised with the rest of the community. Let me text Scott real quick. now. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. But, um, him and also there's a gentleman by the name of Kyle Peterson. Great guy. I've heard of him. Yeah. Kyle Peterson also kind of teased it a little bit on his YouTube show last week. But the thing is, is and I wish I had my show notes, but I was writing down all of the clues that Scott and Kyle were giving. Scott said it's, it could be a celebrity, but it, it could not be a celebrity. He saw a robe in this picture that was sent to him because mm. he he said that there was a picture that was sent to him and it was a robe. He said from the picture, he couldn't tell if it was white or gray. He said that you guys know my collecting era is golden era, but this is kind of pre golden era. So mm. I'm like, okay, who came with a robe who had a white or gray robe that was pre golden era that, is, and Oh, they also said it's a crossover. So I'm, that blew my mind right there. Kudos to Drew Vensel. Drew Vensel said Andy Kaufman. That's so that's who I was thinking when you were talking. Cause if we're talking pre golden era, we're, th- we're thinking, I'm thinking early 80s, late 70s. Right? right. But what's the crossover? That's what I'm so confused on is I mm. don't know that crossover. And the only one that would make sense, and Drew, kudos to Drew Vensel and uh, shout out to Drew Vensel, he's the one that said Andy Kaufman. And I, I feel like that- he always wore like a, like a, dark blue robe though but he did have kind of like the he wore like the thermal underwear correct so so maybe something i don't know because because my initial thoughts when i heard celebrity i thought okay mike tyson because that makes sense because he had such an integral part of wrestling for that short time um i also thought um dennis rodman and hollywood hogan i think would be pretty bonkers set actually right um, and in fact i think if dennis rodman had been included with the nitro stage that might have been a different story personal so? opinion I, maybe because that would have been such a like oh man we got to get this right steiner was cool but i think people knew we would probably get scott steiner 
in other ways, which we are going to. So, right. Um, but the celebrity thing, like the Mr. T, when they first showed that, you know, the blue pants one, it was like, whoa, Mr. T's in the line. And they've obviously done a great job since then because we've had so many versions. Yeah. So, well, Scott told me it's not particularly a celebrity, but there's a crossover. And he's he said pre-golden era. And that's where I'm lost, man, because I don't know. Uh, superstar Billy Graham didn't come with a robe, but they've already made a superstar Billy Graham. So would yeah. that hit the collectors in the fields? Like, because th- it feels like each year, the STCC, they have to kind of up themselves each year. Yeah. And what is that one thing that's going to grab the collectors? And I don't know what it is. I, I'm so lost on this. I have my notes over here, but uh, Scott was giving clues. I shouldn't say Scott was giving clues. I was writing down all the clues between Scott and Kyle and I I'm lost, man. I'm lost. So I, I guess it, it I kind of wonder what's technically the golden era. Is that like the early nineties? Is that what, uh, or cause I consider the eighties like the rock and wrestling era. So I guess that depends on his definition of the golden era. So Scott's golden era, I think is 85 86 up okay. until about 89 90 or well, 91 another... 92 because that was the new gen yeah yeah so one that i also thought of was the the robe not so much but we saw this at wrestlemania we saw that wrestlemania 2 shirt right the soft goods shirt mm-hmm. and i always associate that with refrigerator perry okay and so well, what if they did like a refrigerator perry big john stud two-pack Okay. Did Stud wear a white robe? I don't remember. I thought he wore a red robe. I thought he did. Yeah, he did wear a red robe. Okay, so that doesn't work. I don't know, man. I'm uh, yeah. You can text you. You can text Scott, but I like I told him I'm like I'm out of it. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. (laughs) You're such a jerk for even teasing us. (laughs) Oh, that's yeah. Well, that that's really that's super fun though. So I mean, obviously Mattel's you know realizing they need to up their game, which you know. Yeah. Um, and you can, they, but they've been doing a great job too. You can watch that Kyle Peterson video and it's around the 12 minute mark on there. Uh, it's from his show last week. I think he called it conspiracies or something like that, but he was talking about, he got sent a picture and I don't know if Scott and Kyle got the same picture. I, mm-hmm. I would assume they did, but um, anyways, Kyle said that um, he thinks everybody's going to be pretty excited about it and stuff like that. So anyways, I'm, I don't want to drop anymore because I don't know anything. So I'm, Scott's such a jerk for doing this to me. <laughs> Man, that's that. And that's what's so that's what's so fun about, you know, the figure collecting, because once this actually hits, it's going to be like, oh, man, you know, it's going to going to be everywhere. So I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Same, same. So, so much fun stuff with 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 wrestling figures right now Tell me about but it. i think it's i think it's about time to dive into talking about some saturday night live figures what do you say man i can't wait let's do it awesome all right uh i guess we can just go right into it here i'm gonna sure. pull up pull up the line here saturday night live i probably should have had this prepared ahead of time sorry about that everybody there we go saturday night live so these came out from x toys have you ever heard of x toys uh, no, in fact, I was doing a lot of research on these and X toys was from a, and I'll read the little blurb I got, um, on January 1st, 1999, Bob LaMonaco, senior vice president of McFarland toys 
left the company to establish his own toy manufacturer known as X Toys, uh, situated in Mammoth, Monmouth, Monmouth, sure, Monmouth Beach, New Jersey, with the help of CFO Richard Beer, blah, 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 uh, licensing business. Anyways, so this guy broke off from McFarlane and started X Toys. Which tracks, because I felt like these look like 90s McFarlane figures. Mm-hmm. Sure did. After, after I look at them, they remind me a lot of the Austin Powers figures, mm-hmm. actually. Yep. So so four figures in the wave. Do you remember seeing these on the pegs? Sure do. What were your thoughts when you found them? Like, because I, again, I always go back to does something stop me in my tracks, and these did do that. Mm-hmm. Weren't necessarily the characters I was probably hoping for, but I was, I was like, oh, Saturday Night Live figures. That's fun. I uh, was really excited about Goat Boy. Love the Goat yeah. Boy character. So <laughs> yes. I did pick up Goat Boy. Um, to be 100% honest, and I, I don't know if I'll catch heat for this or whatnot, but I was never a big, uh, I was never big into that Molly Shannon character, the Mary uh, Catherine Gallagher. I never got into that character, but I, I can see why everybody loved it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't hit with me for some reason. And it, that's the way comedy is. Sometimes it's for some people, yes. sometimes it's not. Well, in, in a lot, like I said, there's so much that they could have done. And we're, we're going to talk about the second wave because it was teased on the back of the package, but never materialized. But I mean, like you think about even the classic sketches, you know, the cone heads. I mean, there's so much they could have done mm-hmm. on here that they, they didn't do. But yeah, it, four figures in the first wave. These came out in 2000 from X-Toys, like we said. And you already mentioned them. But this is, to me, probably the best figure of this wave, uh, Goat Boy fantastic so oh, it's beautiful I, I i thought i would throw in and i hope you're okay with this oh, i thought for, i was th- for sure i thought i would throw in a little fun fact of some of these figures uh jim brewer's goat boy it was actually created by jim brewer he would he was trying to get alcohol when he was younger and i don't he might exaggerate it in his stand-up skit but he said that the goat boy character started because jim would pretend he had tourette's to get free alcohol when he would go, like he would go to a, bo- a bar and he'd be like, Hey guys, sorry, I have Tourette's, but uh, I need to get some uh, Jack and Jay. You know, he would start doing that. Go, <laughs> <laughs> but they wouldn't, they, he was a, uh, he was a minor and, but they would, they would kind of look past, they'd be like, Oh, he's got Tourette's, you know, you know, I guess he's okay. And they would give him alcohol. So he oh. would, <laughs> that was how he would get free alcohol. That's amazing. Uh, he, he comes with um, a lot of accessories. I don't remember these having accessories. It makes yes. sense that they that they do, but I don't recall this. Yes, they did. So they had a lot of small accessories that were in the packaging. Um, and if you didn't get them, I can see why people would look past them, but they did have a lot of small accessories. And we'll get into some of these because they're on the back of the package that shows all the accessories that came with them. But yeah, uh, but they you could see on the goat boy, I think he came with a, a, a chair or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. It says he has two lab tech standees, a podium yes. and a milk bottle, which is a milk amazing. bottle. Yep. Yes. Yep. And so uh, when you look at the packaging, you can see all that in the packaging. But yeah, they did come with a lot of accessories that fit the characters. Oh, so good. So good. Um, and we mentioned this one earlier, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Now, most people probably remember the Superstar movie. Yep. Um, I, like you, was not a huge fan. I just, to me, it had funny parts, but was like not the funniest movie. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of cool. She got her own um, her own figure. She's got a what they call what they're calling a spring loaded superstar launcher, mm-hmm. a breakaway blackboard, which is fantastic. A yep. nun standy. I'm not sure why. That's <laughs> interesting. And then a she has a real cloth skirt. So it's a little bit of soft goods here. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not my favorite character, but you know, looking back, I feel like I would have probably, you know, if it were today, I would have definitely bought all of these. Just um, you know. Mm-hmm. This one didn't hit, but like I said, I would have loved to have gotten the second wave. Got it. Uh, another fun fact: Molly Shannon created this character based off of her real life tragedy. Uh, really, her mom, sister, and cousin were in a car accident. They were killed uh, after the accident. Jeez. She was really nervous, accident prone, and she exaggerated everything and turned it into a character. So, wow. Yeah, I read that on a. Uh, news thing they did on her so it was a really interesting article about that character again we weren't it wasn't for us but it's interesting how she turned that into a character like this that's very interesting still part of pop culture yeah well and i think sometimes too a lot of these saturday night live cast members came up with their own skits Mm -hmm. and um and i had actually heard that like some of them were way better writers than others and so it would be like I had heard Chris Farley had issues maybe coming up with characters himself, but mm-hmm. was one of the funniest guys there. But then Mike Myers was great with the characters. Mm-hmm. And so it's always interesting to see how other people have different talents. Yeah. John Mulaney was another one. He was a great writer. He did okay on, on camera, but he was a much better writer. For sure. For sure. Uh, Nat X uh, is uh, up next. I believe this guy was played by Chris Rock. I don't remember this character that much. Do you remember Nat X? I do. I do. It actually, I had to go back into YouTube and kind of refresh the memory. Um, so funny. And the what made this character was Chris Rock because yeah. of Chris. Oh, so funny. Chris Rock's annoying voice or that loud voice made this character and oh man you just sit back and you start you watch one video and then you start going to the next one you're like oh he did such a great job with this character so nat x comes with a push button black power salute yeah (laughs) it's what it says uh, a desk chair and a microphone a sandman standee and an Uh afro pick so um i will say a slew of accessories with this one really really cool yeah, and if you look at the, we'll get into this here shortly, but if you look at the sketches for what was supposed to be up next, because sketches were the only thing shown, there was never any prototypes to our knowledge, but in the sketches, there was supposed to be a lot of accessories with those next four, and we'll get into that here shortly. Yeah, and then and rounding out this, the first series, which I'm looking at the back of the card here, it even says series one, so x toys may have went out of business i don't know and maybe mm-hmm. there was plans to do even more but uh, the samurai baker now i will maybe i'm wrong but i am experiencing totally a mandela effect i thought he was the samurai chef uh, so i thought he was samurai futabi or something like that huh that's weird that i remember that weird but, but i was looking at it i was like is that a typo and then i look on the back i'm like no okay maybe he is the samurai baker but so- this is a uh, John Belushi, right? Correct. Yes. Um, th- so this is what was fun about this particular character because it wasn't like a current day one. Mm-hmm. I guess Nat X wasn't really either, but it was a older character, which made me think like, oh man, there's really a lot of they can do with this. Mm-hmm. I wish I would knew more about John Belushi 
when this figure came out. It mm. wasn't it wasn't until later years that, you know, thanks to YouTube or the internet that right. you you really started to understand John Belushi and how he played his characters. And um, w- when you go back and you watch a lot of his skits on Saturday Night Live, this is one that still stands up. So back in the day, I was like, oh, okay, they made that samurai guy. I've seen that skit a couple of times. But if I would have seen this figure in 2008, 2009, I would have been all over it. I would have been like, yeah. oh, cool. They got the John Belushi samurai figure. I've been all over it and picking it up. Instead of these first four, I just got Jim Brewer's Goat Boy. Well, and again, maybe they were a little ahead of their time, right? Because I don't think collecting, these are, we're thinking toys, they're collectibles. Maybe as a toy, this doesn't work in 2000, but in 2023 as a collectible, maybe it would have been a bigger hit. Yeah, exactly. So the Samurai Baker includes, this is actually kind of fun. He has push button chopping action, which I don't (laughs) think any of the other figures have action. So that's kind of fun. Uh, Chris, two Chris, samurai swords go ahead chris rock had the push button uh uh black power salute oh that's right that's right okay never mind yes yes <laughs> um yeah i don't i just i just said that i completely forgot about it. and then the, the mary Catherine gallagher had a superstar launcher so yeah it wasn't really her but she had an, an accessory correct um uh he has two samurai swords a breakaway cake and table and then a real <laughs> cloth apron so Loaded with accessories. These these guys were all, this is a pretty fun line, actually. Looking back at these, I, and that, that's something, Jeff, you're going to experience with the show. You're going to look back at these and go, oh, I wonder what much those are going for. <laughs> <laughs> it always happens. So I did look some of these up on eBay because I I just kind of wanted to see how much the Chris Rock and John Belushi, because I've already got uh, the Goat Boy figure. And those are a little bit expensive. They're not breaking the bank uh, expensive, but they're expensive. So I had to, I again, talking about the real, I had to reel myself back in on these. Yeah. And I, and I could see that because it, you know, it is a lot to get, um, to just to dive into something that's so obscure, but I'll tell you where, where these really got me in the feels was when it put on the back of the package, which I think is just genius. Stay tuned for series two, mm-hmm. which they announced would be opera man, Hans and Franz, Roseanne, is that I don't I don't not remember this. Rosanna Rosanna Deanna was that was Gilda Radner. Uh she fun fact, sticking with Saturday Night Live, she was the first official cast member of Saturday Night Live. Oh wow, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. A little fun I did fact. Hear that. Yeah. And then finally Linda uh, Richmond, which was um Mike Myers. Mike Myers. I, do rem- I do remember that. So with this, to me, what's interesting about that, that means because I would assume these companies need to license the actor as well as, you know, the, the Saturday Night Live. So Adam Sandler, Dana Carvey, Mike Myers, I can only assume Wayne and Garth are geared up for series three. Right. And of course, hindsight's always 2020, you know, but like if you look back, I think all of us would have redone series one of who was in it. You know, maybe how many people would have gone after the John Belushi, you know, because I did see these on the pegs quite a bit. Yeah. The Chris Rock one was still kind of fresh. I think he did that character in 90 or 91, I think. So that one was still kind of fresh. The Jim Brewer one was the hottest thing going for these four. And same with, same with Molly Shannon. Um, hindsight's always 2020 so you kind of would go back and redo it like okay we've got to redo series one so 
I'd probably do Wayne and Garth because that's going to be your money maker right there. Oh yeah. Uh, I think Matt Foley motivational speaker. Oh is a, yeah. A home run. Uh, <laughs> yep. I would love the cone heads, uh, you know, but again, now that those are movies, it's maybe a different licensing. I don't know, but like you said, I think the problem with this is like, when you look at this, the only one I recognize was go boy or Mary Catherine Gallagher. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want her because I'm like, eh, but you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where you don't always, it's hard to know exactly what the consumer is going to like, but I do like the fact that they announced series two, even though it never happened, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so for the first four, you kind of wish they would go back and, you know, it looks like they did two current, which at that time was Molly Shannon and Jim Brewer. And then they did two retros, which was uh, Chris Rock and John Belushi's characters. So if you kind of go back in time and, and it could be, they didn't want to do conehead figures because there were conehead figures out for the movies. Maybe they didn't right. want to go that route. So maybe they Wayne and Garth, um, you know, you can do your two of Jim Brewer and Molly Shannon at the time, but then your other two could be Wayne and Garth. And like you said, Chris Farley was the motivational speaker. Well, and what's interesting is it seems as though Hans and Franz might've been in one package. That's what I was thinking due to the sketches. Yeah. Which is interesting. I wonder like if that would have been like an official two pack or if it's going to be just, Hey, we're just going to slam two figures in the same packaging. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. that was actually my dad's favorite sketch. He loved Hans and Franz. Oh, Hans and Franz was great. (laughs) So like that to me, like when they started doing Saturday night, Saturday night live Funkos, excuse me. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a huge miss when we didn't get Hans and Franz because those were great. Yeah. And so they did have accessories in the sketches. As I said, the prototypes were never shown, but in the sketches, Hans and Franz had a uh, bar and two weights or two plates on each side. Yes. Uh, Linda Rickman, the Mike Myers character, she was supposed to have a chair, a coffee table, a teapot and a coffee mug. Opera man. He was going to have that musical stand thing. <laughs> Um, desk and chair because he was always doing that during the um, during the news. And, and I would bet his cape might have been soft goods as well. Exactly. Gilda Radner, uh, she was going to have the desk chair because she was also doing that in front of the news, uh, a microphone and stuff like that. So I do like this lineup for series two, especially with Mike Myers. And also, if you look back, those are a lot of retro sketch sketches right there. So those weren't current day. That was Hans and Franz was 88, 89. Sandler mm-hmm. was 91, 92. Gilda Radner was 74, 75. So a lot of retro ones. It didn't have many of the new people like the series one did. I kind of wonder if maybe they, they realize that's probably where their money was going to be was the retro ones. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's hard to say, but I mean, I think anyone always looks at nostalgia, right? I mean, that's what this whole show is based upon, you know? So, <laughs> right. So I could see people being like, ah, oh, the current stuff. Nah, give me the old stuff. That was fun. <laughs> uh, fun little facts about Saturday Night Live. Again, I'm a nerd. I love comedy. I love comedians. I love comedy. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Jim Carrey auditioned for Saturday Night Live twice and was rejected twice. Well, I did not know that. You did not know that. Yeah. These are fun little facts I pulled off the interwebs. And uh, remember the character, It's Pat? Oh, yes. <laughs> Pat was the least successful Saturday Night Live movie ever. That's, I think, the movie people like forgot that it happened. Yes. Know? Yep. 
Uh, they said in 94, the film, its pack grossed a little over $60,000, making it the least, success- least successful film based on SNL character. The most successful was 92 Wayne's World, which made over 183 worldwide. I figured Wayne's World was number one because, dude, I, I still love Wayne's World. What a great movie. Oh, it's, isn't it fantastic? It's it's the best. <laughs> Another fun little fact. Conan O'Brien was not a fan of Mike Myers, Wayne Campbell character. Speaking of Wayne's World, when Mike Myers was just starting out, he approached a few of the show's writers, including Conan, uh, to ask the thought about Wayne, the character he was developing. The group of writers informed him that he could do better, but Myers wrote the sketch anyway. O'Brien recalled thinking, this poor kid is going to have to learn the hard way. The sketch made it to air, but in the unpopular final slot, which usually is about after the news where the ratings start to go down. And he said, obviously, it became a hit. Well, and I think, too, like with doing a sketch, like it's probably very much sink or swim in that environment. Again, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I imagine like if you write something, you're thinking like, I want to try this. I think it'll be funny. And it flops. Mm-hmm. Like you probably are going to get less opportunities, you know, in the future, I would imagine. Yeah. And if you do hit a home run in that, what they, they kind of call the death slot, which was after the news. Cause you know, after the news, everybody usually tuned out is about mm-hmm. midnight and everybody's going to bed or, yeah, you know, anyways, uh, if you hit a home run after that, they'll kind of bump your sketch up, you know, Hey, okay, let's see how popular it is. We'll put you before the news. Mm-hmm. see where they go from there and last uh little fact drew barrymore is the youngest person to ever host saturday night live and betty white is the oldest drew was seven betty white was 88 wow very interesting yeah that's i mean i i used to love when they were making because i don't really do them anymore i mean i guess dvds are no longer really a popular thing but i loved when they did the saturday night live saturday night live the best of mike myers the best of dana carvey the best of adam sandler the best of will ferrell Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, Chris Farley, I think, I don't know if I mentioned him, but I had almost all of those at one point and they were so much fun, you know, like mm-hmm. Chris Farley, the Matt Foley motivational speaker, the, <laughs> uh, the Chippendale dancer, obviously Classic. I mean, so many, so many funny sketches. And you know, what's funny is the, that cast with Sandler, Chris Rock, uh, Chris Farley, that cast was one of the lowest rated shows. Like they were not drawing. And when you look back, uh, you think, my God, how weren't they drawing? That was just pure gold right there. I wonder if it's because they were all kind of new and people were like, I like the ones from the the 80s better, you know, like I'm sure that's part of it. Exactly. And the the SNL goes through that a lot because they lose out on the Norm McDonald's, the uh, they fire Adam Sandler, they fire Norm McDonald, whatever it may be. So you got to bring in this whole new cast and there's that detachment at first, you know, I can't get into this, uh, you know, there's that detachment and then it takes time to grow and grow and grow. So that's the way it goes there. And I think they're experiencing that right now. I mean, they lost Cecily strong. They lost, they lost quite a few of their main cast members. And I think they're going through those growing pains right now, but still kind of funny, still good writers on there and stuff, but takes time to grow. Yes, it does. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Let me see if you're up for this, Jeff, because I have an idea for next week's show for our main event. Okay. I'm just going to throw it to you live on the air, but it's such a huge line. I'm thinking we divide it into part one and part two. I'm thinking we dive into the original Transformers Generation One. Oh, yeah. Say? Yeah, let's do it, baby. 
so there's 30 there's 30 characters i'm like let's 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 do half 15 so a lot yeah uh, because as you'll realize like even four figures i took a little bit to get through so 30 i think would be insanely massive so it's like let's do we'll do transformers and we'll call it part one but i think that we haven't touched transformers yet and it's it's funny because we'll kind of talk about this later too like yeah i was talking with travis one time we were going through like watch the main event be and he goes let's do classic superstars and i was like we've done that he goes no we haven't i'm like yeah we have we've done that classic (laughs) superstars he's like i don't think we did and i'm like i know we we did classic superstars i go through my notes because i have all the episodes and i'm like did we not do that? <laughs> I'm like, but because what we would constantly do all the choices, like a lot of stuff's brought up without actually doing it. So it kind of like in your brain, you think, oh, we did do that. But in reality, we didn't. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, maybe we need to change that because now it's getting, we have so many episodes, well over a hundred, it's getting a little bit confusing. So, yeah, but I thought Transformers would be, a, would be a win. So if you're, oh, if you're down for that, man, let's, let's make it happen next time. I'm, I'm looking forward. We're doing series one and then, or just splitting it in half or yeah, let's just split it in half and kind of see how it goes. Maybe the first 15 and then kind of go perfect. From there. Perfect. I'm all game for that. Awesome, man. Well, and as we close it up, I, I want to shout out our podcasting buddies. We got a lot of them out there. Give them follows. And then of course, also check out Jeff on the fully posable wrestling figure podcast, man. Let them know where they can find you. You guys don't want to listen. <laughs> it's just my what a heal. <laughs> I know you don't want to listen. It's just toilet humor. Now that's all it is. <laughs> That's the best kind of humor. I know it, isn't it? Um, no, you can find us. Just do a Google search. That's the easiest way to find us. Just type in fully posable wrestling fo- wrestling figure podcast, I should say. And you can go on to Podbean. You can find all of our shows. You can go back to episode one. I don't know why you would do that, but do it. You know, you can hear us grow as we start to move along and develop characters and all that stuff, as ridiculous as that sound. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, we got special interviews on there with Marty DeRosa, comedian from. We've got Bill from LJN. Anyways, you can find that all over at Podbean, but just do a Google search. That's the easiest way to do it. And you can find any of our shirts at Pro Wrestling Tees and WhatAManeuver.net. Absolutely. Uh, always good to, to support if you're able to. We have shirts over on T Public if you want to grab a TB Toy Cash shirt. In fact, I'll tell you off the air. Uh, Jason Wolf's working on a new TV toy cast design and it's totally different than anything we've done. I kind of pitched it to him. He's like, Oh, that would be fun. So I'll kind of, it's not, it's just roughly sketched right now, but I'm like, that's going to be really cool. It's kind of a parody of uh, a parody of a parody, but I'm like, eh, I think it'll be fun. Okay. Is my face on there? <laughs> it's a big picture of Bane. Is what it no. <laughs> that's random, but that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll rock be, that. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. I think everyone will. I think it'll. It nostalgic wise, it'll hit you like, oh, that's fun. So uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited for that. So, and of course, Jason always always delivers on his art, his figures, whatever it might be. And uh, and you know, again, I'll I'll tell all you guys. You know, Jason Wolf does amazing figures. If you are a Hasbro figure collector, highly recommend giving him a follow and seeing what he's up to because he's always got some cool stuff. I loved hearing you and the gentleman on the TOT podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved hearing you guys talk about Jason Wolf's uh, customs. I I had to, again, had to reel myself back in, but yeah. there's so many good figures that he just pumps out. And you're like, I mean, the elites that he's done for ring skirts. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, anyways, that's a whole different show right there. Yeah. Yeah. He, Jay's, I don't want to go too long on that. Cause I, I could just sing his praises all day, but I, I mean, like here's a, a good story. 
I pitched him, I was like, Hey, how about if you took the razor head, put it on the Sid justice body and we had the diamond stud, could you pull that off? And he's like, Oh yeah, that's definitely doable. I'm like, Oh man, that'd be awesome. So he throws me a prize. I, I sent him the money. A couple of weeks later, he goes, just, just an idea. It's your call. I was like, okay. And he goes, what if we took the Shawn Michaels head? And I put a beard on it because he has the sunglasses. And I'm like, Oh, cause the diamond stud always had the, had the, the sunglasses. And yep. I'm like, damn, that's good. You know, and it just, we don't see it like that. Right. But then yep. I, I get it. And I'm like, that looks like freaking razor. Like it doesn't even look like Sean. Like when he got done with it, I'm like, that is insane. So, <laughs> but I think that's what makes this stuff better. Like I, uh, you know, I, I've showed to people like, you know, just family members and stuff. They're like, those are hand painted. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, wow. Like it's, it doesn't look like that. So I, I can never sing, sing the praises of, of Jason Wolf enough. So, you know, my love for mint on card. I mm-hmm. purchased, I purchased a Vince McMahon LJN mint on card. I put oh, wow. It, was I that recent? It, uh, that was pretty recent. I would say within the last five months. Okay. I put it in my detolf with my gobbledygooker Jason Wolf custom. I went into the room. My Vince McMahon knocked over my gobbledygooker and broke off one of the beaks or one of the uh, oh. red things. I wanted to cry right there, not because the Vince McMahon had a little ding in the upper corner, but because the gobbledygooker had broken off in the uh, red area, the red feather that's kind of over on the side of the mouth. So I've got to hit Jason up, see if I can get a custom gobbledygooker head painted up. Yeah, that's that's the thing, too. That I, I've had a few mishaps, not many, but a couple. Um, mm-hmm. I will say this, though. The good thing about the resin that he uses, it usually does break off relatively evenly. So sometimes you can glue that stuff back together if you're able to. I don't know okay. if you have the part or not. It's hard, I've, but I've had a little bit of success with that. So Okay. All right, I'll, I'll have to give it a shot. I'll have to get like some museum glue or something. I actually use like I know this is really in, intoxicating talk right here for the <laughs> listeners. But I, like Gorilla Glue has like a super glue. Okay, that has worked wonders for me. So okay, because right. usually the stuff it does it breaks so evenly that it lines right back up, and if you put enough pressure on it, you can usually get it to stay. So I've had a couple of mishaps with shipping and stuff, but okay, I'll have to give that a shot. Yeah, but yeah, dude, uh, when your figures fall, that's a terrible day, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dude, I saw that, and I I didn't even care that the Vincent Man had a little ding. It was all about that gobbledygooker head. Oh, dude, yeah, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, Jeff, like I said, I appreciate you jumping on with me and, and joining the TV Toycast family. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm ready for the journey, man. I know, me too, me too. I'm looking forward to uh, Transformers next week. Dude, that's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for it. I'm going to have to go back and watch the first cartoons again. Oh, I know, right? So much fun. Uh, (laughs) Real quick, side note. What do you think about that upcoming movie? I have not watched any movie past the third one. So I feel like I'm out of touch, but I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, I feel like they keep making these. I I don't know. I'm not about live action. I want cartoons. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's that's just my honest opinion. I'm not about live action. I want to see... Optimus die again, you know, and then see Rodimus <laughs> Prime rise it up. And, you know, I want to see that again, you know. Um, no, I just, I'm not into the live action. It's all about those, uh, those cartoons for me. For sure, man, for sure. Well, thank you guys for checking out the TV Toy Cast, and we will see you in the toy aisle. <laughs>